T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I was special teaming it up all during the week. Patrick Manley. My all-time favorite bear would have to be Patrick Manley. Bears long snapper for 16 seasons. Pat Manley, the long snapper. Maynard put it in position, and Robbie Gold sends the Bears to the NFC Championship game. The longest tenured player in Chicago Bears history. Captains the midfield for the coin toss. Patrick Manley breaking an all-time Bears record for games played. You know, it's great that they have one of the most competent combinations no between the snapper, holder, and kicker. Craft beer mogul. Long snapper IPA. The can is me long snapping a ball on top of an El Camino. Patrick Manley. It's going to be interesting to see how this team rebounds from this one. You know, because they, they, the, the, now the talk is going to be about, you know, we were everybody was kind of saying, maybe Iberflus is earning his job. And now it's going to swing the other way. What's going to happen inside that locker room? What's going to come from the podium? You know, what are the answers going to be from some of the guys now that, that the playoffs are done? Uh, I, I expect it to probably, you know, bad stuff's not going to be said about Eberflus uh, from the guys inside. But this will this be an interesting time to kind of just see how this team uh, of players inside that locker room deal with this, knowing the uncertainty that's in front of them. With Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. And I just took a swig of the Long Snapper IPA, and Mark Grody, no, stop asking me to smell my breath. Damn. I'm trying to get a contact high. <laughs> because it smells like a... All right, we got our next guest hanging out with us on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline. Of course it is, Pat Manley. Uh, Patrick, uh, I really like what you were saying in that last clip, and I have a, a question regarding it. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, you plan for the Bears for 16 seasons. And, you know, obviously there was, there, there'd been some, some turnover at the coaching position. And I, I think back to when Flus first got here. And I think back to Jalen Johnson saying, like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about this. At first I wasn't buying into this. And then, you know, like, like you mentioned, there are a lot of guys that are, are speaking highly of Coach Flus now in the present. So the question more so is, you know, what is, what, what is that transition like of buying into the new coach, right? Because clearly mm. that's important. <clears throat> for players to buy in. You hear the run through a brick wall for the coach. Right. But, but that's not something that happens immediately. And so talk about, talk about the value of that yeah. and then getting to that point. It's not the same for everybody. So 
you know, I got lucky to play for a long time, four different head coaches. And each time I went through the different ones, you know, the first one, I'm a rookie, so I, I don't really count that. Well, I guess you can, because you've got to buy into them, but you don't know what's going on when you're young. So what I'm kind of getting at is as you age and get older and you go through this process more, you deal with it different, uh, differently. You know how to kind of listen to a coach a little bit better, uh, kind of see how, what kind of staff he's put together, uh, and then really understand what message they're trying to get across. Um, and then you're dealing with different, you know, different players, different leaders as well. So whoever the coaches are talking to, uh, and it's just a, it's a process. So as you get older, you're just wiser, right? So that'd be the answer. You're wiser. You're listening more. Uh, you're maybe understand exactly what they're trying to get done. Like when Lovey came in, he made everybody run to the ball. I mean, everybody, O-lineman, everybody. I remember Reuben Brown hated it. He came over from Buffalo and he's like, what the hell is this? And why am I running to the ball? I'm not buying well, into this. You no, know, exactly. But that was our mentality. So that's what he sold to us. And some guys, it took a little bit longer for them to understand what he was doing. Um, so it just, it's different for everybody. Um, and the biggest thing is you've got to reprove yourself. Huh. So if these guys understand right now that there could potentially be a new head coach, which is a whole new staff, which is a new mm. position coach, you've got to continue putting that tape out there, especially if you know you're going to be a bear, you know, like Cole Komet who resigned a contract or guys that are under contract. They've got to understand, like, not only am I playing for, for you know, my name on my jersey and my teammates and all that stuff, but I'm playing for the next staff when they come and evaluate um, to come evaluate me. So that's just kind of, as you get older, you get wiser. And and each time you go through it, it's just a little different. It reminds me of when Matt Eberflus came in and implemented the the famous hits principle. Mm -hmm. And of course, low hanging fruit for us, we all made fun of it. Fun fun with acronyms and all of that. And we probably overdid that. But there were players who kind of looked at it so, like I remember Jalen Johnson like being admitting that he wasn't sure what was going on with all this right. with all these right. loafs and I remember he remember in that in training camp he was sec- he was running with the twos he was, and he was yeah, talking about right. it here on six seventy the score yes yeah no you're you're right Grody and that stuff you it takes it takes a minute right it's going to be a little while it's unfortunate maybe it didn't it hit well in the locker room for these two years and we don't know what's going to happen but yeah each player takes it differently, and that's coaching too, man. Taking Jalen Johnson, who you is your stud corner, and saying, no, you're not buying in, I'm going to sit you until you do <laughs> buy in. And that's, 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 a, that's a message that was sent to that locker room. Just kind of seeing it from the outside, you probably know better, but that's the way I saw that. That's a message you're sending to that team. L- listen, this is the way I'm going to coach. This is our philosophy. If you're not going to do it, you're not going to play. Yeah, and, they, and he has, you know, to his credit, Jalen Johnson, and we know how genuine and real he is, he has yep. – he has bought into it, and I think that with the Bears' defense finally thriving, and I know that they've had their they had their problems at the ends of this game, but for the most part, they dominated defensively. They, I thought they played really well. Is what Matt Eberflus has done with the defense enough to save his job, or mm. sh- should it be enough to save his job? Because he has made you know he this defense has gotten good. On specifically on Matt Eberflus's watch, and Montez Sweat doesn't hurt either. No, it's not. And you know, you talk about Allen Williams leaving. Um, <clears throat> it's a difficult one because is he willing to continue this role as the head coach and DC? You know, or maybe he's figured it out. Like maybe he's much more comfortable and knows how to balance his day and his time that he could do both. And maybe that's a selling point to Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren to say, hey, I can do this now. I've got a year under my belt of, of developing this defense, calling the defensive plays and being a head coach, 
let me find a new offensive staff. There's so many different scenarios. I got four here I wrote down real quick. I want to run these through with you mm. guys, all right? Yes. You ready? Yep. yep. Number one, keep everyone, trade the number one pick for a haul. Number two, keep Justin, get a new OC, and keep Fluce. The other one would be keep Fluce in his defense, but wait, get wait, a new wait, wait, OC. Wait, 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 Pat, Pat, wait, yep. wait, wait. You didn't, say, you didn't say what you're doing with the pick for, with the second scenario. Uh, oh, the pick. Well, if you're going to keep Justin, obviously you're going to trade that pick and, okay. and get a haul, right? So if you're keeping any one of these, you keep Justin, okay. you're trading that first okay. round pick. Okay. All right. Then you keep, all right, the other one is keep Fluce in his defense, get a new OC and a new QB, and you trade Justin. Or do you fire the staff and trade Justin Fields and start from scratch and let Ryan Poles just do everything all over with what he's built defensively, talent wise, and then maybe continue to grow the offense with some draft picks? That's a lot on the plate, but there's so many things that has to be going through Poles' head of like, how do I want to do this? And as we all talk, I don't think, you know, none of us have the answers, right? Ryan right. Poles has them, but does he still have them yet? Does he still have to go through the process for looking at all the quarterbacks a little bit closer through the pre-draft, uh, yeah, the pre-draft, the combine, all that kind of stuff? But that's just so much on a plate for a GM. It's fun for us to talk about. Some people are going to say they're right. Some people are going to say they're wrong. And my answer to that is, uh, Ryan Poles, just do the right one. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Get it right. You know what I mean? just, That's easy. Just, get the, just, make, just solve that calculus equation, please, for me. It's That's all one. I want. He's Patrick Manley. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. All right, Groats, of the three, which one do you want? Or of the four, excuse me, which one do you want? Oh, man. What was number one again? I think it was Keep number everyone, one. Trade Keep everyone and trade the pick for a haul. Uh, I, I have been leaning – towards that lately. everyone that also includes Luke Getze, though. yeah Keep everyone yeah mm-hmm. no I know hey hey remember I'm the defender of Luke remember, Getze number two, around here right. number two is well, keep but, Justin keep loose because get a new well, let, yeah so I so I'm, if, if I'm playing this game and, and I love mm-hmm. the Pat Manley game we're playing here yeah. I will choose that that is where I am today unfortunately it's a fluid un- situation unfortunately Mark Grody, that <laughs> yes. is not the correct answer <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here. What, but what, we don't know. But I, we no, don't know. No, that's fine. What's your answer, Gabe? I think, I, I think Gabe? there's a difference between what I want and what I think Ryan Poles will do. What answer I, the question. What mm-hmm. I think Ryan Poles will do will, is keep Coach Eberflus. I think, as we were mentioning a second ago, he is watching these games, and he does feel as though, in my mind, that there can be an improved presence as from an offensive coordinator standpoint. So I think he does want to have an upgrade there. I think he's still struggling with whether or not to move on from Justin Fields or not. But I think mm-hmm. of those decisions, I think it's, yes, Flus has done enough to lead men. I say it enough, Pat, uh, Patrick. I say, I say, you know, last year the Bears are 3-14. and 14. He got these guys showing up every week to play football. This week, with all the turmoil, or excuse me, this season, with all the turmoil, with, with, with defensive coordinators, with Justin and Tyson Bajan, with, with the team as a whole, and you still got these guys coming out at, at five and eight and, and playing their, their tails off, to me, that sounds like somebody that I, I don't mind keeping around because he can, he's clearly proven that he can get guys to play week in and week out. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I was 100% bought in, like I said, that what I said in that opening there, that I was kind of going to the part that I thought Eberflus was earning his job back. I kind of had him fired. But then what shocked me were the comments that we heard coming from the locker room on Sunday in Cleveland. The guys were, you know, openly, that's, to me, that's openly calling out your head coach in a play call instead of kind of just keeping that inside and understanding that, you know, that was not the best call for that situation. And that's the way you're supposed to defend your head coach. But also, that loss was huge. And everybody deals with like a levity of that situation differently. But I was kind of shocked to hear Justin Jones and Demarcus Walker come to his defense and his locker next to him and, and for them to kind of fire on Eberflus the way they did, 
So what I'm really interested to see, and I said it there, I want to hear what comes out the rest of this week. After this weekend, what if they lose to Arizona, where they should be, you know, I'm still breaking down the tape. I I believe they're going to win. But if they just kind of fizzle out the rest of the season, uh, that's going to say a lot. But but Flus has built a lot of equity in that locker room of the guys having his back, continuing playing hard. But these next three weeks after that loss to, to Cleveland is huge. That's interesting because you're right. If there w- if there was ever going to be a time where you were going to, as we say, lose the locker room, it'd be now with the, the whatever mm-hmm. the five percent chance and these guys talking. Will he have overcome that? And I know that they had their their leadership council meeting today, as a matter of fact, and that's where mm-hmm. Matt Eberflus talks to to the big time leaders on the team, and that would definitely involve some of those defensive guys who were speaking out. So. I think that there probably was some pretty spirited conversation in that regard. I do want to ask you a question about mm-hmm. Justin Fields, though, as well, because we were kind of starting to hit on it that, yes, Justin Fields has definitely improved this year. There are some obvious areas that you could look at and say, yes, Justin Fields has gotten better. There hasn't been the jump. Uh, and we're talking about Ryan Poles, and you said he's got to get it right. But part of getting it right is not only does he have to take into account what has happened this year and the body of work of Justin Fields, but he also has to project whether or not he's going to make that big jump. Do you Have you seen enough from Justin Fields to think, okay, I mean, he's, he's made these mini improvements, the big jump is still coming, or is it he, he's, he is what he is? So the one conclusion I've come to is that it is not a good marriage between Luke Getzey and his offense and Justin Fields. So with that, is it Eber, I'm sorry, is it Getzey or is it Fields' problem? Why his progress has not gone quicker? Um, and and I don't know the answer to that. And I I think one of those two people w- would probably have their opinion on that. And Justin Fields earlier in the year came out and talked about coaching, which says a lot to me that he had to go back and backtrack on that. Uh, but I have not seen enough from Justin Fields. Now that being said, of those scenarios I talked about, if Ryan Poles said, okay, I'm going to keep Eberflus, but do a get a better offensive staff that is suited to Justin Fields' skill set, I could understand where he's coming from. And I would like to see that happen because, again, I think Justin is a great leader, well-respected in that locker room, and I, and I hope the best for him. And I, if it is in Chicago, it's got to be with the new OC. So uh, it's a kind of roundabout answer, but he has not shown enough progress to me to to warrant the big contract. Let's put it that yeah, way. Okay. Has he, That's fair. Has he warranted, has he warranted to kind of – Stick around with the new OC. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. Is that if that makes sense? No, it does. Yeah, yeah. we're talking to Patrick Manley here on six seventy. The score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. I'm trying to think, Pat. I'm trying to put you and like transform you, take you to a time machine where where Justin Fields is your quarterback, mm-hmm. right? And and the Bears don't have a number one pick. And I'm curious, you know, like thoughts of, of being in a room with a guy who there's no definitive answer on. And what that does mm-hmm. to a team, right? Because you, of course, like you said, they're gonna they're gonna defend them in, in the present, right? It's, you're not gonna go bash your quarterback to to the media, right? But 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 you know, guys still think about things. Like I asked Corey Wooten, and, and he he knows that I've repeated mm-hmm. this. So and when I talk about Jay Cutler and that the year he got injured in, in the playoffs, and and um, Corey still thinks that, that he he could have came out there and played, right? He still yeah. feels mm-hmm. like that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so I know guys feel a certain type of way. So I'm trying to think. You know, you as a as a as a former player, if you were in there and and that was your quarterback, sometimes great, sometimes not so yep. great. But I'm curious, like, what your mindset would be? Would it be like, hey, I'm here ready to ride with this guy, or would there be a level of frustration? Um, well, I, I would ride with him just because he seems like a great teammate, a good guy. 
Uh, and then the other reason is I just don't think Luke Getzey is using him to the best of his ability. I think he's trying to force him into his offense. I think we saw that the first four games where they made him line up behind center and find out if he could be a pocket quarterback, and, and he's not that. And I, I think guys understand how great of an athlete he is, how good of a leader he is. Let's figure out – this is me in the locker room, right? Yeah. Let's figure out a way we can win with him. I just don't think Luke Getzey – and I'm not saying Luke Getzey is a bad OC. He might go on somewhere else with a different quarterback and run his system. It might be successful. But to me, what I've seen the last – it does not work with Luke Getzey and Justin Fields. So as a player in that locker room, I'd, I'd be riding with Justin because, you know, he, he's, he's your guy, right? He's your, he's your buddy in the locker room, the guy you spend all the time with. Um, and he seems like, you know – he hangs out with every, like he just he, everybody's got his back, and I just so I would ride with him. I definitely would. Yes. So and and, and it, it, it that leads to my follow up, which is you know because every there are so many people that are 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 ready to move on from a Justin Fields. So is the reason that is is only because the Bears hold on to that you know one or two, number one or number two pick? Oh, I think so. I I do. I, I think that's what it is, and it's hard when you got two years in a row with the number one pick and you pass up on potential franchise quarterbacks. You know. It's not a it's not a 100% hit, obviously, with the Texans and the Panthers and what they did. But I think that's the hardest part about it. But I th- also think that's the if I was Ryan Poles, that would be the fun part about this job is is trying to make that decision and, and gra- gathering all that information and, and seeing what happens. Hey Pat, other than uh, on the offensive line, I mean, I know it's obvious that you know center is a is a place where I assume that they will try to upgrade mm-hmm. um, and probably move on from Lucas Patrick. Other than that, is are, are there changes needed on the offensive line? Would Justin Fields or whomever is quarterbacking the Bears is are are they set except for center? Um, I would say no, and this is nothing against Braxton Jones. I think he is a He's like a Charles Leno. That's the way I kind of describe him, right? Yeah. He's a he's a middle of the pack um, left tackle, and you can get away with it. If Darnell Wright becomes an absolute stud, then you can play with him, right? But I would I would just say that's a position you can upgrade right now. And then I'm scared about Tevin Jenkins and his injuries. I know yeah. it's a concussion, but he's yeah. just missing a lot of games. And I think if you were willing to pay somebody, uh, you know, Pro Bowl money or you know that that high level money. You've got to be available. And I always say, you know, O linemen, they don't miss plays. They're allowed to miss games. You know what I mean? They got to yeah. finish games. And he hadn't been able to finish games. And it's a different with a head injury, but there's been other stuff with stingers and things like that and calf and hadn't been able to play. But uh, so those two positions to me, I would have a little check mark next to or a question mark like, can I upgrade those? Yes. And that's um, Braxton Jones is, is playing okay. Yeah. Last, last week, man, everybody struggled against Miles Garrett. <laughs> but that's one position uh, that if Darnell Wright does not become an elite right tackle I'm definitely looking to upgrade that one so with and I totally understand what you're saying with Tevin Jenkins so you you would say maybe go out and get somebody else to play guard and leave Tevin Jenkins on the roster as your as your swing Swing? guard or or just swing anything I mean obviously he can play tackle but I'd want to do my starter I'm 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 gonna try to start him right okay I think his his ability is that good but you need to go out and know what you would do to me is you go get that swing guard, the backup swing guard. Okay, so but, so you start, you continue starting uh, and to have somebody yes. really good to back him up. Yes, yes. You okay. know, and they've got enough money now. Maybe find a guard that's going into his thirties or something like that. It's going a little bit down on his career uh, age-wise, and pay him to to be in there. That if he had to play, you know, seven or eight games, if Tevin gets hurt again, then you can figure it out after that. But Tevin, I think, has earned. Uh, the potential to get that contract and that, that extension, but it just, we need to see more of them on the field. Yeah. I mean, I think the bears in the last couple of years was adding talent 
and now it's 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 right now adding starters, I should say, and now it's yeah. it's it's adding depth behind that, that. And then the Dave, that's luxury. that's that's a credit to Ryan Poles, and that's Agreed. one thing I, I talk about him that he has built a roster now. When I pull it out on Monday and I'm scouting them against whoever else, I'm like, wait a minute, these compare, and then you start saying, wait, all we need is backups here, or we need <laughs> we could use one more guy to get us to that level instead of when he started, we needed. 22 guys, basically. Yeah, and it's funny because I was having a lengthy conversation about that yesterday with Hub, and we were looking at the future of the Chicago Bears growths where we were saying, you know, okay, Ryan Poles, he was given a blank slate, and he was asked to build a team, right? And he, he has talent there. But then I, we were, I was curious specifically about what would that look like in three years, right? When yeah. you have to when you have to resign DJ Moore now and and figure mm. out what where you want the depth at, and what, like I'm so yep. curious about that, and it's an exciting time to be a a Bears fan, Patrick. I appreciate you hanging out with us today, man. And uh, uh, do you, do you guys got a Christmas ale version of the Long Snapper IPA or what? <laughs> we do not. It's just it's always a holiday season when you're drinking hey, Long Snapper like IPA. That. There you go. <laughs> I like it, Patrick Manley, <laughs> hanging out with us here on Six Seventy Score. Great stuff as always. Um, somebody just texted and said, "Hey, I'd like to point out, Gabe did not pick an option. He sidestepped." I did. You didn't pick an option. I thought I did. Did uh, you know what? Did did we even ask Patrick what his option was? Oh, it was obvious what it was. What was Patrick's? He said he he said he said he, he after everything that he heard over the weekend, he felt like Flus was going to keep his job. However, the last three games are still detrimental to his career. Yeah, but he also said that and then new offensive coordinator. He, he does not want Luke. He, he and, took and keep Justin. He took very seriously though, and I did, I do too. The comments that the players were openly making about the defense that Mark Mark Tress, I was going to say Mark Tressman because that was one of <laughs> yeah. one of Manley's coaches. A few years back there, huh? <laughs> I, I did want to I did want to ask him at the end of that what was the the keynote speech, the introduction from Mark Tressman, and did you guys want to go out there and play for him? But well, once too? you started playing Canadian Football League highlights, everyone yeah, was oh in. man, <laughs> hey hey, I gotta say though, we okay, I'll just say me, and I know that there were others too. I was on board because I didn't know much about – I mean, he had a, a resume that was nine pages long, but it's all yeah. coordinator, coordinator, this, this, that. And, and of course, he, he had the wins in the Canadian Football League. But I'm like, oh, this guy, this mysterious Mark Trussman outside of the box, he's going to come in and he's going to change the – and he did. You know, he was winning for a while, and then he just started doing atrocious things with the play calling and when he wanted to punt, and the locker room just could not wrap their arms around him. It was Mike McDaniel's 1.0. And yes. Then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He 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 crawled so Mike McDaniel's could walk exactly. and run. Oh, and didn't, the- uh, didn't Martellus Bennett call him like if someone it was like if someone from Google tried to run a football so team or something? <laughs> That's so great. Oh, the guy. By the way, the off the coordinator that I couldn't think of earlier that was Jay Cutler's buddy. Jeremy Bates. That was ah, another oh, one of these. These yeah. guys just slide through the cracks, man. It's it wasn't Aaron Cromer, right? <laughs> oh, there's another one. Aaron Cromer. Oh, man. Alan Ball. Yeah, Aaron Cromer was the one that uh, was... was He broke bad on them, right? He broke bad on the Bears, yeah. And then he had to, like, apologize, and I guess he cried. He did cry. <laughs> he cried. They should have made Alvin Williams apologize. <laughs> he apologized, like, in Cutler. Could you imagine Aaron Cromer giving this heartfelt apology, and Cutler just looking at him like, oh, God, this Don't guy's care. good. I'm sure yeah, exactly. Jay Cutler was ready to welcome, welcome to receive Cutler's that. not the guy that's going to give you a hug. Come here. It's okay. Uh, Cutler, get out of here. All right, well. We'll hug you after your feelings about the Chicago Bears and, and how bad they might be. And on the other side, uh, Grody, we are going to talk about these last couple of games and if they how detrimental they are to the future of not only uh, Coach Eberfus, but but Justin Fields and the rest of the team as well. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 6. 6- 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 70 the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. No Spiegel, no Parkins. What's going on here? Blacko on first down over the middle and it's intercepted. Off the deflection, it's Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds on the move. Blacko trying to make the stop. He can't do it. And Edmonds is in with a pick six. He had his third interception of the year last week. His fourth puts six on the board and gives the Bears the lead. Good stuff right there. Bears defense will certainly playing better as of late. Some people would say it's zebra flu. Some people would say it's health. Which one do you say, Gertie? Some would say it's Montez Sweat. Some would say it's Montez you know, Sweat. So, like, I mean, the health is a factor. No, I, I'm prepared to give Matt Eberflus credit for sure. I mean, when the initial handoff occurred from Allen Williams because they had to, I mean, we saw a discernible difference in the way Matt Eberflus was running the defense. In Especially terms after of, the first game that he was calling D, because then people were like, oh, this feels conservative. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden it was like, oh, this is an aggressive defense. Aggressive. And, and honestly, like, the whole Allen Williams thing just blows me away because he was always a very nice guy, and we, he would always we'd ask him all the questions. And gross, gross, gross. Yeah. They're always nice guys. They, they are always nice guys. Like, like, oh, we're interviewing the neighbor of a mass murderer. What do you think? He was a nice yeah, guy. I know. I, I've been hurt <laughs> nice before. Guy, I've nice been. Guy. I have like that's one of the things I, I've expressed that on these microphones before. That I have gotten to the point where I I have to stop talking about guys being great guys because then the next week they're they're arrested or well especially because you because then you complain about it when you get it from coaches. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was a great guy. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> And you're man. like, I hate this. Right, right, exactly. So, no, I do – yeah, you have to give Matt Eberflus a lot of credit. I mean, to 
Like it's, it's always about the players, but he's activated them. And what do we always say about coaching? He has been putting those players in positions to succeed, with a big exception being the third and 15 last week that the players were loud about. So I, I would say, yeah, I give the most credit for the defensive improvement of the Bears to the head coach, Matt Eberflus. That doesn't mean he's a complete head coach and that he should stay here into the future, but he's done a good job, and I give him full credit for it. Yeah, the defense certainly playing better than they have. I think they're as healthy as they've ever been. You got a rookie in Tyreek Stevenson that seems to settle down, where in the beginning of the season was a bit over-aggressive, a bit handsy, getting yeah. some, some some penalties called on him. And then as of late, he's just, you know, around. It's development. I mean, that. I mean that's what you want, right? Isn't that the thing we all demand? Well, we saw last year from Kyler Gordon. Yes. Right, where he had some development. We're like, oh, wow, this is what this looks like? A guy yeah. growing in real time in front of our eyes? Let me ask you this, Groats, because the easy answer to the question that I'm about to ask is, a defensive end opposite of Montez Sweat. But the defense in the position that it's in right now, clearly one in the top half of the league. But where where are the needs for improvement, right? We've talked about where you can upgrade for uh, an offensive coordinator. Maybe you can have an upgrade at, at, at the quarterback position. But the defense that's playing well, you still want to try to improve it or at least have the ability to do so. Where where does that come for you? Where where does it, where does the improvement lie like on that defense? Specific players or yes. positions, right? Positions. Now? Fine. I mean, yeah. yeah, you could still use another guy there rushing the passer. Okay. Absolutely. That's a, that's the an easy uh, answer. Is yeah. another defensive end. Oh yeah, because Daniel Hunter, by the way, they've okay, okay, Free I like agent. that. And hey, Daniel Hunter, and Montez Sweat. Yes. That's pretty the good. Answer is yes. I like. I clicked like. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it. You double tapped on that. <laughs> you know I did it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, you know, and then what what has still not been completely sorted out is that three technique position and what your de- like Jervon Dexter has improved. He's starting to appear on your television screen. Fair. But just because he's improved is that that does not mean he's a made man or he is good. As of yet, Justin Jones has gotten better because there's more talent on that defensive line. But do you look at Justin Jones as the guy going into next year? That's going to be your starting three technique. So I guess you could start there, that there are still questions. And, you know, Zach Pickens, another guy, too. Is he eventually going to start to develop? Because it seems like he had his glory time this year in the preseason. Like Mm. Zach Pickens, I thought, was played better than Javon Dexter. So long-winded way of saying, I think defensive line. I think that there are still things that need to be sorted out. And the development, like Dexter's gotten better, but he is not completely made or molded or dangerous or dominating yet. And ultimately, that's what you need in that that position. I guess the other spot that I would say at this point is, I mean, there's a big question mark at safety. Is Eddie Jackson going to be around? And can, can you, as much as everybody likes Eddie Jackson, and I do too, that he – can you upgrade that other safety spot? And do you just need another safety? Because Jaquan Brisker seems to be a little bit like Tevin Jenkins, as Patrick Manley was talking earlier. Is that guy going to stay healthy? you got a plan for him to not be healthy. And that's the thing. I mean, obviously, Jaquan Brisker plays an aggressive, violent type of football that unfortunately leads to injury more often than not. But yes. when he is healthy, he's certainly a difference maker. But I agree with you. Safety for sure is somewhere where you you could use an upgrade or more consistency, I would say. And I'm I'm I just I'm not sure if I want that to be in the form of a high draft pick, someone that we can lean on in the future, or the Bears can lean on in the future, or if it's if it's via free agency where you can go grab a veteran, you know, safety. But will you be doing, you know, just a 
Spider-Man meme and taking another Eddie Jackson, like someone that has potential but might be yeah. injured and, and, and can has had a good season or two. You know, you like Eddie Jackson. You want him to be that guy. And, you know, I think he's played well for the last two seasons. I just think in terms of longevity, it, it's where you have to look. Yeah, and it's it's not considered – safety is not considered a premium right. position. I mean, it's great when you have a great one. And, you know, Eddie Jackson had a great year in 2018 and, and really has never recovered that type of prowess. So you're not going to invest heavily into that position – so, yeah, I mean, for sure, the, the defensive line. You're set. I mean, I, I will give credit to, to Ryan Poles because I was one of those people who, when the signings opened and they just started taking linebackers, you know, and we're all still like, Roquan, like, you're okay. gone. Ro- yeah, right, right. <laughs> TJ Edwards. And was he just successful because he played with, with Philly? And I like Tremaine Edmonds. I, I, that everybody knew Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. but. But I was like, what, what are they? They're really obsessing over. And those two guys have are suddenly like Edwards has been playing great for a while, and Edmonds is starting to play well too. The two linebackers certainly. I would love a little depth. The Jack Sanborn. I should I shouldn't leave Sanborn out of that. Like he's not in their class necessarily, but he has been difference maker. He's he's a he's a legit linebacker in the NFL. I'll just put it that way for Sanborn. Yeah, definitely finds his finds a way to always get tackles for a loss. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's had always... a couple of big stuffs lately. Yeah, interesting. So uh, the current Bears draft picks as they sit right now. Thank you, Connor. Connor O'Donnell. Running, Connor. Doing our, our video stuff. Shutting yeah. our door. He could hear the reverb uh, going over things, speaking of uh-huh. audio. Uh, Bears, two first-rounders, third-rounder, two fourth-rounders, and a fifth-rounder, as it currently stands, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like. I, I just I – think, yeah, I think that's correct. But I'm right now I'm just looking at the first pick in the draft and the fifth <laughs> pick in the draft. And will it stay there? Oh, man. I feel like I've, I've, I've done shows with a lot of people, and people have been all over the place. Like Hub yesterday said, use the first pick. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. I heard that, yeah. And then the second pick on the quarterback, like what seventh pick or whatever that might be, grabbing Jaden Daniels. Well, he said J.J. McCarthy. I know. But, but I know. you know, somebody along those lines, Michael Penix. That's interesting. I talked to Clay Harbor. Clay Harbor doesn't think that the Bears should go get an offensive lineman. Yeah. Oh, he thinks that at number one? He thinks it should be Marvin Harrison Jr. At number one. At number one. Okay. And then a defensive player in the So he's sold on fields then. He's sold on fields. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're sold on fields, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. Keep I mean, keep putting give him a weapon. I mean, those are two weapons. But I guess I guess what I'm thinking about is okay, well, let's say, you know, they take some sort of combination there at, at one and you know, in the two first round picks that are top ten. But then like the third round pick. You know, like, what are you addressing? What is a priority at that point? Yeah. Because if you, let's just assume you've taken, let's, 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 for this purpose right here, let's yeah. assume that they're sticking with Justin Fields and you're going Marvin Harrison Jr. and an offensive ta- uh, tackle in the first top 10. Let's just assume that's what's going to happen. All right. Well, then round three, what? Is, uh, is Jalen Johnson uh, signed? Yeah. Yes. He's signed. Absolutely. Yeah. So you they're are not letting him walk out the building. Right. Right. So they're set. At corner, I mean, they're really, yeah. Your secondary is starting to center. You know, You're taking center at that. With third I think, pick? yeah, I think with the third, yeah, I think center, yeah, because that's a huge need. If you feel like you can, you can solidify that, or you know, or or center, and I know that you know center and guard can be interchangeable. Many guys can play center and guard. I think that at, to Patrick Manley's point earlier with the swing guard. Well, yeah, with not knowing about you know his for people who didn't hear it. You know, he, he's worried about Tevin Jenkins's health, and you better have a viable backup for Tevin Jenkins. Like, you just have to be – like I was saying with Jaquan Brisker, it, part of your projection has to be, yeah, this guy might miss four or five games. With, okay. with We know the way Brisker plays. We know that Tevin Jenkins every year, man, he's, he's a little bit injury prone. So, And I know players hate hearing that, but it, it is true. So 
probably I would not be mad at, at a at a guard or center in I mean somewhere along the line you got to get a center and I don't know who I don't have the free agent list of centers I mean that may be where no, I got it right here that's where I'm going oh right okay go right there all right Take so it. at the top of the um, this is this is in order of how much money they made this year okay and these are guys to free agents going to, to be, be free agents okay. to okay. be at the top of the list 14 million Jason Kelsey <laughs> but he's 36 yeah yeah. By far the oldest center in, right. uh, in anything. That's you better you better expect to be like if you're going to sign a 36 year old center, yeah. then you better have the ready to win. Yeah, if you, if you didn't like Lucas Patrick, who's 30, then you certainly are not going to like a Jason Kelsey. Oh, he's, he's terrific, but yeah, yeah. he's just he's, so the yeah. the next three centers though. Groats, yeah. these are three people that maybe I'm sure they're already on the radar of the Chicago Bears. Doug Kramer, because no, because they're all 26 years old. Okay. The next three Such guys. Such a great age in They're sports. They're all 26. They say that's when you're at your physical peak. Yeah, that's my favorite. I know age. Sean Sears is 26, but he's oh, definitely not wow. at his physical peak that, right now. Forget that. Yeah. Just, it's been too long since I said something about you, Sean. <laughs> uh, 26, year, 26 years old. The next three guys, Connor Williams, center from the Miami Dolphins. Okay. 26, just made $7 million last year, or this year. Andre James, 26, center for the Las Vegas uh, Raiders, made $4 million last year, or this year, excuse me. And then Aaron Brewer. 26 years old, made $4.3 million for the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I don't know how we, if we want an Aaron Brewer and a Nate Davis alongside each other yeah. <laughs> on the Bears line. But you know who the, you know who the, fifth, uh, the fifth highest paid center that's going to be a free agent? Lucas Patrick. Oh, wow. 30 years old, making $4 million. So there's some people there. Uh, you know, when you're talking about maybe you know, addressing the position via free agency, some young guys that play on you know, pretty solid offensive lines, whether it is the Tennessee Titans or the Miami Dolphins. I mean, those are two guys you could potentially be looking at. I would say that that would be the route to go. I don't know which guy, maybe maybe Connor Williams, but I think that next year you're, you are going to have either Justin Fields or fill-in-the-blank quarterback. You, you can't be – unless the, you're positive that a rookie coming in would just be great right away – you really want to train, uh, develop a center, and I'd have Tough. to talk to somebody like Olin Krutz or Jay Hilgenberg and these guys, and like how fast? Olin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how fast can you pick pick it up? Like, would that be a would that stunt the development or the continued development of Justin Fields or whomever it, no, it is? You want to know why? Because it can only get better. Than, than Lucas Patrick than or what it's been. It's Sam Mustafer. It can only be better God, than that. Man. Yeah, it's been rough, man. Yeah. It really has. Like, and look, like, Sam, great dude, great teammate, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But we all knew Sam Mustafer wasn't going to be around this year, and it has not worked out fully with Lucas Patrick. All right, I have an honorable mention that to, meant to uh, throw out there before we go to break. Okay. And it is only because he's Latino. Tristan Colon Castillo. Okay. And okay. 25 years old for the Arizona Cardinals. But look. What did he make last year? One point six million. Okay, so you He's might be able to get too. him like on the four or five million dollar <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah, and let's not forget he was a center for a mobile yeah. quarterback in Kyler Murray. You know, uh, okay. So that's why right. I'm thinking about him. Too. And I know I said I said Doug Kramer, but I I I do wonder like what the scout. I thought that that, that he was going to end up getting some playing time this year, and I was wrong. With a different team because he got signed. no. Well, he no, I know, but he's, he's, he's back. He's yeah, back. He's back. Then he came back. He's back in the locker room. I mean, like uh, he he fits the body type that they're looking for, like the smaller, quicker yeah. offensive lineman that they preach right when they came in. But there's something clearly about Doug Kramer that they're not completely sold on. Yeah, maybe the fact that he. Uh, let me not talk about it because oh, he's from here. All right, right uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to talk about a little bit of Bulls basketball because at the top of the hour, Adam Amin is going to join us to talk not just Bulls but Chicago Bears as well. Um, but how has this team been faring without Zach Levine? And do we like it? Do we like it? And will an injection of talent, if Zach gets traded, will it hurt or help this team? Uh, we'll talk about that after the break. It's Gabriel Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Put him in the hole. Put him in the hole of fame. Parkinson Spiegel to the rack. Killed it in a foul. We're going to crank it up nonstop. Gives to DeRozan. Everyone makes to the right head of the key. White right back to DeRozan. Puts it on the floor. Stops at the elbow. Kick out White. Long three from the left side. And that goes down. What a beautiful call by Zach Zaidman right there. Filling in for Chuck Swirsky earlier in the week. Beautiful sounds of Zach Zaidman. Not just Depaul basketball and Cubs baseball, but you can also have him calling the throwdown by a Bulls player. That was great, man. Got a great good, stuff. Got a great game to call. And Chuck uh, Swirsky will be back tonight, and our condolences to Chuck for having lost his his sister. And yeah. Put it out there, but uh, we're thinking about you, Chuck, and we know you're going to crush the, this game tonight. Bulls and Lakers tonight, and then uh, Wembenyama later on this week. It'll be the second time Tomorrow. Bulls are checking him out. And then, uh, of course, Anthony Heron's going to be taking over at 6 o'clock, leading you right into Bulls basketball. Thank God I don't have to write down the double. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll be doing a double on Tuesday. We do afternoon show 2 to 6, and then, but we're also on from 6 yeah. to 6. You guys lead into Bulls on Tuesday. G&G overtime. That's what's you going know. down. We got a few days together. Three next days week. next three week. Three days. Are man. you guys producing us next week? I think it's days? just me. Uh, we oh, get one no. producer next week? Yeah. Tyler's got Tyler's got to run some of these Bulls games too, man. I got Bulls games. I got Rami next week. I can't do. I need, my alter ego. I need <laughs> Ramirez, both Rami. of you guys, man. I need you two because you two, like I said yesterday, you two it's are smiles. hilarious. Man. You know what it is that they know we'll never yell at them. And then <laughs> is that so what it's it just is? like, like yeah. if they were with maybe some other hosts, right? They might have some fear in their hearts, you know. Right, right. But they don't fear that. They don't fear us. I understand. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a problem. It is. You probably like you guys. Too much laughter back yeah, there, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be serious. Yeah, kick those people out of the. Who are all those yeah. people in the studio? I'm feeling weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pull me up a DeMar DeRozan cut, please. <laughs> no. um, Bulls yeah. have been playing well uh, lately. I think maybe that's what they're giddy about. The fact that the Bulls have been playing a, a, a healthy, fun brand of basketball as of late. And, you know, it's, it's easy to just point to Zach Levine. It's easy to say he is the person that, you know, is in charge of it. The, the, the thing that really intrigues me is, is DeMar DeRozan and his change of style, right? Because he is a ball stopper, and he was even in the first couple of games that he came back after, you know, they were out. And, and like, there were moments where Kobe was hot in the first half. I remember a couple of games, Kobe, Kobe hit a bunch of threes in the first half, and then second half, like third quarter, it was DeMar time. And then it, like, stopped everybody's momentum. But then he himself has changed a bit, buying into the ball movement aspect of this Bulls offense, and I can't put my finger on why. Like, why – the welcomed shift in your gameplay. I'll tell you why. And this was 
part of our conversation yesterday with Joe Cowley that this is what he's been wanting. DeMar? Yeah, he's been wanting to empower the younger players that he is. Why didn't he empower Zach Levine? uh, He tried to. He tried to. Like he he this this is the conversation we we're having yesterday that he gave Levine chances, but then Levine just didn't run with it. So okay. I know what you're talking so about. So he so DeRozan took it back, <laughs> but but when he was with he learned this from from Popovich. Like when he was in San Antonio, DeRozan realized that that he's very comfortable not being the guy that has to take every single shot, especially when you're at the point he is in his career. So I think that he he is welcoming this. Now the the last shot thing that that's interesting. Like who is he gonna is he really gonna allow no Kobe White to be the Absolutely guy? Not. And I don't know if I want Kobe White to be that guy because DeRozan has been excellent at it. Yeah, there were a couple moments in the fourth quarter where you know a couple people had taken a shot. You know, I think it was like Alex Russo missed a three, Io missed one, and then Kobe missed one, and then Demar Derozan was like. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He grabbed it from like the inbounds and was like, "No, no, no. The, I'll take this. The play is an ISO. Uh-huh. That's what this I'll is." Right this. Now. So wait, you don't buy you don't buy that though that that DeRozan gave Levine I do chances. no 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 when you say when as you say that, I'm like, "Yeah." And even in fourth quarter there were instances where, you know, Zach was responsible for taking some last minute shots yeah. and I could see where DeMar was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pull back." But then when you continue with your statement and you said, you know, but he wants to do that. He wants to move the ball around. He doesn't want to be the guy responsible. Like I wish there would have been some veteran leadership then from that standpoint where he could have leaned into Zach and been like, hey, remember when Pat Bev came in last year and he's like, Zach, you're not passing the ball anymore. You're the man. Yeah. Right? Like, I would have loved a little bit of that from DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, okay. To be like, hey, you're the man. You can move the ball around, but guess what? Like, we're going to lean on you in the end. But like, I feel like that wasn't the case. It was a you versus me kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, that was always versus the idea. That, hey, that was always the idea with this team. That since Zach has been here, it's always been. Remember when it was Zach and, and Lowry Markinen, and we used to ask the question. Wow, I don't even yes. know if you were here then, but we used to ask the question, who's better? Is it is it Markinen or Levine? Because there was a time when Markinen yeah. was thriving with the Bulls. Then it became very obvious that it, Levine was the guy. And then DeRozan gets signed, and he was the guy. So I think. I think what we can't discredit yeah. is that when when you have a bad team in the NBA, it's easy to be the man on a bad team. Good point. Because you could be the guy taking 27 shots Absolutely. and just nobody cares about it. And so I think whether it's Laurie Markkinen playing with the Bulls or the Utah Jazz, right? He's, he's on a team where it doesn't matter and he yeah. can take as many shots as he want, wants. And I think that's the same thing with Zach Levine where he was on the, the T-Wolves. He was on the Bulls. And it's like bad teams that needed someone to be the man. And that's the part that I was uh, talking the other day about uh, when I was mentioning Zach Levine and, and how he would fit into the the rotation of the Los Angeles Lakers, where you know he would have to take a secondary role, right? Where it's he, Anthony Davis is the starter, LeBron James is, is the facilitator, and, and Zach, you're going to have to you know work within that. And he hasn't had he hasn't had to do that, you know, in his career. Somebody pushed back a little bit and said he did it with Team USA. But that's with 12 superstars, right. <clears throat> not on a team where you're the third best player. You have no choice, though. When you, If you sign with the Lakers, you better fall in line. It was like when the Patriots were winning titles and in the heart right. of the Bill Belichick. You know, it doesn't matter. Hey, you, Randy Moss, you're going to the Patriots. You better behave. You better just fall in line because they've got their own thing there. They know how to do it. I would love to see how Zach – I mean, that – I mean – Zach Levine going to the Lakers, like that that idea might even just save him 
in terms of, yeah, here's your opportunities when you have them hit these big shots and these step-back threes, drive to the basket like you do when you have your opportunities. It might just be perfect, Zach Levine. Anthony oh, Davis. he's been paid already. Yeah, that's the biggest part. He's <laughs> yeah. been paid, so that's why he's comfortable doing that. But Anthony Davis is going to be on the block. LeBron's going to be yeah. taking it to the hole and finding a, a wide-open Zach Levine. That is for certain. Uh, but But what could that return look like for Zach Levine in the event he gets traded from the Chicago Bulls? Our next guest has a bit of insight. Adam Amin, play-by-play uh, guy for the Chicago Bulls. Also, we know he does NFL and Major League Baseball on Fox. He will join us next and discuss that very trade of Zach Levine. To what team? We'll discuss that also. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.